Hey guys, what's going on? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Hope you're all doing great and well and fine and dandy. Um, going for a walk outside today. It's actually a little bit brisk, but is what it is. <laughs> Whatever. This is supposed to be Wednesdays is when I'm recording. This is a Wednesday. Wednesdays are supposed to be my day off. One of my rest days, Sunday and Wednesday, um, from exercise. So I just take a walk, a nice, relaxing kind of leisurely walk for about 30 minutes or so and I figure why not use this time if it's nice enough outside I use this time to do some podcasting if it's not I'm on a treadmill and there's no way I'm podcasting inside a gym it doesn't make sense I'll do my best to block the wind you guys um yeah <laughs> anyway what's up <laughs> um okay so what I want to talk about today is is pretty amazing um I'm Using an example here of one of our members, um, I have not asked him permission, so I'm going to call him, let's, let's call him Dean, okay, so it's not Dean, it's not, we have some Deans in the community, it is not any of them, I'm just using like literally a random name, okay, so Dean, I have been, I, I keep it, I keep a close watch on our community on our members, um, on their numbers and their trading, their habits. Um, and whenever I'm not paying attention to something, I will ask Janelle, who's our primary coach for phase one. And I ask her questions about any of these numbers that I notice or see patterns, things of that nature. Um, and especially if I see somebody who is losing more than once a week, I'm always asking about them. Like, what's the plan? What are they doing? What can I do to help? And um, a lot of times I will end up kind of coaching them personally um, to help them get through that rut because it's, that's all it is. It's a rut. And I've found that there's a few very common false beliefs out there. Very common. Um, like like insanely common to the point where I almost believed them for a little while and I had to disprove it myself. So I'll give you an example. Uh, one of those big false beliefs is that the broker purposely makes you lose. (laughs) I'm sorry. I laugh a little bit at that because if the broker purposely makes you lose, how in the world would they still be in business? And specifically the broker that we use who has like a public following for for traders. So they have like traders that are willing to showcase their results and their trades publicly <clears throat> and their profits on a weekly basis, including their loss weeks, right? Publicly. And you can clearly see that they are making way more money than they put in. And so to me, <laughs> that right there is enough. Um, but in addition to that, my own personal experience has been outstanding, you know? So like, I I don't, I don't see it. I don't see that as a possible thing. Not, not only that, but we have members that are making money from it that have made money that have pulled out all the money. And then some, they put in 500 bucks and they pulled out 2000 or 3000 or 10,000. Like this is, it's a real thing. So, no, it's not the broker. At least if you're using the broker that we use, it's not the broker. Um, 
Anyway, I see a whole bunch of false beliefs. The reality is this. The reality is, if somebody does well in demo, and then they kind of suck on live, on a live account with real money, it's all them. It's their fault. Okay, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that observationally. You know, like, it's literally them making poor decisions when they're playing with real money. And what's really difficult for that person, it's hard for them to recognize that, which is why we have coaching, which is why we, we hold people accountable with videos, things of that nature. And uh, it's really difficult to notice that, much less believe it. <clears throat> and so I guess my, here's what I did with Dean, <laughs> who is not Dean. <laughs> um, I invited him to uh, my, my mentors, um, he's got kind of a mastermind and I invited him to that and he showed up. I, I, I didn't give him a lot of prep. I did not tell him anything about my mentor's philosophies. Um, he's got these things called mind models. I didn't tell him anything about mind models. Um, I didn't tell him. All I told him was that, Hey, be prepared you might end up in the hot seat. It is not a passive listening thing. It is an active, like, you are going to participate. Sorry, wind. You are going to participate kind of thing. And so I told him this, and uh, he showed up anyways, okay? So good on Dean to, to have the guts to show up. And sure enough, man, immediately was in the hot seat immediately my mentor Blair started started asking him questions why are you here what do you struggle with with trading oh you you're great in demo but you suck in live oh okay and then boom the questions just flowed flowed you guys I would be extraordinarily surprised if Dean doesn't course correct immediately from the line of questioning the questioning and the amount of epiphanies that were had and those epiphanies are what I want to share with you today on this podcast um, I've talked about these things before but just like anything it's definitely worth repeating it's definitely worth you know drilling it in as much as I possibly can because repetition is key to mastery so um, there's a basic, there's a few basic principles here that, that do this. So if, by the way, if you, if you are a trader, um, if you're not a trader, what are you doing? Why, why are you not trading? I mean, it's only the best vehicle ever to start building cash flow and wealth. There's like literally nothing else in terms of the time and effort put in compared to the, the return that you can possibly get like for an hour a day to get the kind of returns that you get is insane just insane there's literally no other vehicle like that um, unless you have an already functioning business um, okay so uh, what was I saying right principles okay so if you're not if you are trading and you've experienced this before where you are great in demo but the moment you go live with real money you suck okay so when that happens what is actually occurring inside your head because it's all about how you think like in general success is about how you think it's not about necessarily what you think it's about how you think 
how do you frame things? How do you perceive things? And on a subconscious level, because this is stuff is really hard to recognize consciously. It's a very subconscious thing that you can train yourself to recognize and be aware of and tweak and pivot. Okay, here we go. There's a few, there's like so many principles that we talked about last when, when we did this uh, with Dean. So one of them, basic, basic principle, okay? This basic principle is simply the kinds of questions that you ask yourself are, are very telling and very powerful. And so the question was asked of Dean, hey, what, do you, what kind of questions do you ask yourself when you're trading in your demo account? And so he's like, well, I ask, what is the market doing? How is the market behaving? Those are, those are his questions, okay? And then they go, okay, well, what kind of questions do you ask yourself when you are trading in your live account? And he said, why did I do that? I should have done this other thing. I'm an idiot, right? Like those kinds of things. And so what's interesting here, guys, there's some key words. The key words on the, on the demo account are what and how. What is the market doing? How is it behaving? What and how? In the live account, the key word is why and should. Why and should. In general, no matter what the topic is, I apologize for my sniffles. I said it's a little brisk out today. It's like 40 degrees. Um, in general, this is a very common, a very easy, I shouldn't say easy, but it's, it's a simple a simple way to recognize the way that you think when it comes to success in any area of life, in any opportunity. Do you use, do you use what and how questions or do you use why and should questions or statements? Isn't that interesting? So let's take an example, right? Let's say, okay, let's say that you are trading on your live account and you make a mistake. Instead of asking, why did I do that? Why am I dumb? Why, you know, all those kinds of why questions. I should have done this. What if instead you were to reframe how you think about that scenario? And instead you said, huh, interesting. What could I have done differently? Just by change, by re you're, you're asking the same thing. Why did I do that? What could I have done differently? You're literally asking the same thing. The difference is the way it's framed. See what and how they bring your mind and there's an actual part of the brain that, that uses present and future thinking. So by asking what and how questions, your brain shifts to present and future thinking. By using whys and shoulds, your brain exists in the past, right? You're talking about why did you take that trade? You're talking about the, the trade you just took in the past. Let me ask you something. Can you change the past? Can you change it? No, you can't change the past. What happened happened. So why waste energy, right? There's, this is that saying, that old saying, let's not cry over spilled milk, right? Why, why waste the energy over something that already occurred? It happened. Moving on. I'm going to focus my emotional energy and every other aspect of energy into the present and the future, specifically the present because the present creates the future. So what and how questions 
are what you should always be asking, whether you're in demo or you're in live. So when you're in live, what is the market doing? How is it behaving? If you make a mistake, what could I have done differently? Do you see also the other thing that happens with what and how versus why and should? Why and should questions are oftentimes very judgy. You are judging the crap out of yourself. You know what? I found out where the wind is coming from. I'm just going to walk next to this building over here. Boom. Oh my gosh, it's like magic. It just blocks it all. Anyway, I was going to walk back and forth <laughs> next to this building like a weirdo. Do they have cameras? <laughs> no, they do. Look at that. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the crap is this guy doing? Anyway, <laughs> what is I saying? Right. What and how is uh, present thinking. Why and should is past thinking. Shoot, I had another thought there. My goodness. Uh, I get distracted so freaking easily sometimes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you can't change the past. Best thing you can do is change the current and the present moment. Okay. Oh, judge. That's what it was. Thank you. Thank you, brain, for remembering. Um, so judging. You don't... <clears throat> if you're using whys and shoulds, you are literally judging yourself. Why did I do that? You are basically calling yourself dumb. You're calling yourself stupid just indirectly, right? I should have done this. Same, same result. You're judging yourself. Judgment is things like right and wrong. You know, um, obviously name calling and things like that. Uh, th that's all forms of judgment, right? Versus evaluation, which is more what worked, what did not work. What could I have done differently? <laughs> right? You see how none of that None of that is judgment. It's strictly evaluation. It's analytical. And by not judging yourself, you're actually setting yourself up for some pretty awesome success. Okay. So this was one of the epiphanies that Dean had uh, during our, our awesome mastermind session. And I hope you can draw from that in your own trading journey or success journey in whatever venture. Because all this applies to everything. This applies to relationships too, by the way. It applies to everything. Um, so the, the what and hows versus the whys and shoulds, very, very key, very key. The other one that I alluded to, um, so there's a mind model, it's actually a mind model stack out there um, from, from Blair, it's called the three E's. Uh, by the way, if you're interested in, in Blair's content and things, just shoot me a message, I'd be happy to refer whatever. Um, you know, he's got, he's got some programs too that you can buy. Um, well worth it, well worth the money. Um, but anyway, so, but it's, it's ultimately, like I said in the previous podcast, it's ultimately a lifestyle change because <laughs> you're, you're, you have to kind of constantly be aware of not just what you're saying. That's the first thing to pay attention to, but also what you're thinking, right? So it's kind of a constant, <clears throat> a constant, not a struggle, but a constant, uh, effort, right? Um, so another, another epiphany was these, these three E's. Okay. So I'm going to go over them real quick with you. Um, the first one is effective versus ineffective. I want you to start using those words instead of good or bad, right or wrong, shift it effective or ineffective. I promise you using effective and ineffective is much more effective <laughs> than good, bad, right, wrong. Okay. So we had a great month in sales as a company, right? No, wrong. That's judgment. 
It's not a great month. It was an effective month. Ah, see? Even even I will fall fall for it sometimes. But it's it's one of those things you just got to shift. Effective versus ineffective. So that what worked, what didn't work. That's all it is. Very analytical. Very, uh, um, what is it called? Non, non-bias, I guess. Um, anyway, the next one is external versus internal. Now this one is huge. External versus internal. External things. This was actually one of the epiphanies that Dean had on the, on the call. Um, external results are verifiable data that's external. Like it's, it's, everyone else can see it. It's not just a belief. Internal is more of like a belief or a thought or an opinion. Okay. So the way that this was applied. And then of course we talked already about the third E, which is evaluation versus judgment. You want to evaluate, not judge. We already kind of touched on that a little bit. So I'll go to the external versus internal because this was pretty cool um, process they took Dean through on the call. So <laughs> they were like, okay, how do you know you do well in demo? He goes, well, because I have, I've, I've taken the trades, I have the data, <clears throat> you know, that says I've done well in demo. And so they're like, yeah, exactly. That's an externally verifiable result. It's external. Another thing that Dean had said is he said, in my heart of hearts, I know that this can work. So they decided to pick that apart. (laughs) They're like, if you know something in your heart of hearts, is that internal or external? That's internal. Why is it internal? Because it's a belief. It's an opinion. I know in my heart of hearts, right? That this is, that this is, this, this works. Okay. So then what we said is we're like, okay, why are you relying on a belief when it's actually a fact, right? So we went over, how is it a fact? Well, number one, you can do really well in demo. So you know how to trade. You, you like, this isn't a belief. This is a knowledge, factual thing. You know you can trade because there's external results saying you know how to trade. You know the system works even in live because you've seen other people do it. Not just your coaches, but other people in the community. You have plenty of externally verifiable data-driven results to prove factually that the system works. So instead of saying, I know in the heart of my hearts or whatever the crap that this works, you can say very convincingly to your own brain, this works factually. It's a fact. It's no opinion. There's no belief. Guys, this is why mindset, the typical stereotypical mindset training doesn't work very well. It doesn't work very well because um, most of the time they're just like, believe and it'll happen. And that's just not the the case. It's not how it works. Okay. Um, So anyway, so, so he, he was kind of eye opening, right? Like all of a sudden it shifted. It shifted from a belief that the system can work to a knowledge that the system can work. What a shift. Shift between belief and knowledge, you guys. That's powerful. That's so powerful. That's that's like the reason that that's so powerful is like I think about it like this, okay? 
I think about it, if we think about it from a spiritual sense, for those of you that are new to this podcast, I'm a pretty spiritual person. Okay, I'm, I'm a big believer in God and Jesus and all sorts of things. <laughs> prayer, the power of prayer, like all sorts of things. Scripture. Anyway, um, so when I think about that, if, I, if I'm talking to somebody about Jesus, it's from a knowledge base. It's not from a belief. So like I, I don't say I believe in Jesus. I say I know Jesus is real. How? How is that possible? Because I have externally verifiable results and experiences in my life that make it impossible for me to deny his existence. It literally impossible. There's no other explanation to these external data points that I have in my life experience. There's no other possible explanation other than Jesus lives. It is it is it has turned it has shifted from my youth when it was a belief to my adulthood where it is now knowledge. That's powerful. That's powerful. It's a, another good example is like, okay, I, I've got, I've got six kids. One of which is grown out of the house, lives with his fiance. The rest of them are still with me, five of them. And, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's funny sometimes when you, you catch them in a, in a lie, right? And, and there's like, maybe that's not the best example, but, but there's, there are times where the child has a belief system that they believe, they believe with all their heart, but it's factually incorrect, right? And the, and the power between a belief versus the knowledge of something, it's just, it's just extraordinary. It's just great. So uh, back to Dean, back to Dean in this, in his journey here. So he realized that he was relying solely on an internal belief instead of allowing his brain to recognize that it's a fact that there's no room for doubt because it's knowledge right like like healthy grass is green like that's a fact there's no doubt on that you know you can't you can't argue that because it's an actual real <laughs> fact none of this none of this bs of somebody has a different truth than somebody else no 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 that's not truth then if two people can have two different truths, that's not truth, that's perspective. Okay, tr truth is a factual, externally verifiable thing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, there, people can absolutely have different perspectives, and they can both not be wrong. They can both be right. Okay, but that doesn't make it truth. This is something that the world needs to know, because the world is all like, oh, but it's my truth that blah, 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 belief, 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 belief. No, that's not a truth. That's a belief, right? Like, there's a big difference here in the words that are being used. Anyway, whatever. All right, <laughs> getting off topic. So when Dean recognized that, oh my gosh, this is a truth, this is knowledge, this is not a belief, it was almost like a relieving thing. Like, we could see it in his face, like, in his, in his expressions, like, holy crap. Like, I don't have to believe in the system because factually... The system works. I have enough external data and verifiable results to tell me I know it works. I don't believe it works. I know it works. That was huge. That was a huge moment. And I hope you guys can take from that as well. Um, okay. <clears throat> Next up, what was the, there was one other big, big thing with D. Oh yeah. Okay. So one concept that I like to talk about on this podcast frequently 
is a thing called uh, extreme ownership. And so there was a point. So when we finally got him out of judgment phase, when talking about his live account, we're talking to Dean, we got him out of his judgment phase. He stopped judging himself. He started asking better questions. What works? What doesn't work? What should I do? What would I do differently? Okay. And he starts asking these better questions. He starts talking in this better way, this, this more, this way of evaluation instead of judgment. And as he's doing this, uh, one of the coaches, um, she's absolutely fantastic on the call. Uh, her name is Peggy. So Peggy started asking him really key questions. So she starts asking him things like, okay, so now you know, you have a knowledge, an externally verifiable knowledge that the system works, right? He said, yes. So then they're like, okay. Um, <clears throat> now, knowing that, do you know what works and what doesn't work when you're trading in the market? Yes, yes, I do. Awesome. Do you know then what is effective and you've experienced what is not effective, correct? It's like, yes. Would you say that being effective or ineffective, now that you know what those two things are, and you can recognize and identify them, would you say that being effective or being ineffective is a choice? <laughs> that was my best, that was my favorite line of questioning. <laughs> he like, it was like... Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> it is a choice. Exactly. So if you have been choosing in your live account to be ineffective, why not just choose to be effective? <laughs> what? Think of it like this, you guys. I'm like, I was blown away by that. I was like, dude, that was baller. So, so <laughs> think of it like this, right? If you have like a regular job, let's, let's use like a low paying like minimum wage type job. Let's say, ah, here's a good one, fast food. Let's say fast food, McDonald's, whatever, Burger King, whatever it is. And uh, you know how to assemble, because they don't really make the burgers, right? They assemble them, right? They, they kind of, they put the, the meat into the, the thingy that cooks the, the patties, and then they get spat out the other side, and then they just take that, put it on a bun, put the sauces on, put the whatever other ingredients on, and then put the bun on top and then wrap it and send it. They just assemble burgers, right? Do they know every McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, do they know how to assemble those burgers? The answer is yes. Yeah, they all know how. They were taught how to do it. The question is, are they being effective at it or ineffective? Have you ever gotten a burger from one of those places that's like the bun is only halfway on and so then the sauce is like exposed which makes a mess and like the cheese is like off it's not it's not on properly like they really rushed it and they just kind of threw it all together and it looks like garbage yeah that was being ineffective wasn't that a choice wasn't that a choice by that particular employee to ineffectively assemble the burger yeah absolutely now there might be some other other things that that person may have blamed for the horrible assembly of this burger, right? They may have, they may have blamed the fact that there is rush hour and they were just swamped and there were so many people and they let that get to their head. 
They may have done that. If you can't tell, I got back in my car. I'm done with my, my walk. So they may have done that. Um, whatever excuse, rationalization, reason, or justification that they have used to describe why they were ineffective. Notice I just used a why. That's what happens. When you have reasons, excuses, rationalizations, and justifications, you're in a why state, why, why line of questioning instead of a what. What would I do differently? What worked? What didn't work? Right? And so when you're trading and you lose, especially if it's more than once a week, hold on a second. So when you, when you lose, especially if it's more than once a week, we can call that ineffective trading, right? And so based on Dean's experience, we can say that's a choice. You chose to be ineffective, right? And that, that might be due to a lack of patience. It might be due to whatever, but we're not going to use reasons, excuses, rationalizations, or justifications. Instead, we're going to say what worked, what didn't work. Oh, that didn't work. Great. I'm not going to do that next time. That's what I would do differently. Present and future, present and future. Anyway, I wanted to share that experience that Dean had with you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you can apply it. Whew, it was powerful. Um, I'll even see about potentially getting a replay of that and seeing if that might be able to help, but I, I can't guarantee that, you guys, because it's not my not my content, wasn't my platform. So, But I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. I think that would be really fun um, if I could share it with you guys so you can understand uh, all the different epiphanies. But I hope this was a good summary at least and um, that you guys can get a lot out of it. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you all. Talk to you later.